Welcome to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Good Friday afternoon and welcome in to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined by Coach J.D., and Clayton the Claw on the board, and a special guest or two in the studio today. It is Friday, a little bit after 4 o'clock. And the sun still exists. The sun still exists. It's a little cool outside, but you know what? It's February, man. What It's supposed to be. So, it's supposed to be cool. So, 60s. In cool, it's cool in Columbia. So, um, and happy, you know, I, I guess it's Michael Jordan Day. Two, three. Two three, two three, two three, two three, two three. And he's got a birth, con- he's got a birthday coming up in like two weeks too. All right, Stephen A. Smith, the uh, sports personality guy on ESPN, was going over some of what he thought were some of the greatest plays that Michael Jordan had back in the early nineties, which you know was his heyday. And, of course, one bad memory brought up was Michael Jordan. I was a Utah Jazz fan. I don't, I'm a John Stockton fan. Carl Malone, Jeff Carl Hornacek. Malone. I was just, I, I, you know, I wasn't a big – Great. I, mean, I, I could appreciate what a great player Jordan was. Greg Ostertag. But, I, I mean, yeah. I, he's, <laughs> I remember – Ostertag I remember, I remember. I'm sorry. He was the worst. I swear. Bill Walton. I cussed him that whole series. Bill Walton <laughs> made the statement during the finals <laughs> – Greg Ostertag may be the worst post player in the history of the NBA. You know what? And he wasn't high on shrooms or anything. He was telling the God's honest truth. <laughs> Ostertag is the worst. And had they had any other seven foot in the world, maybe one that's never played basketball before, they might have won that series against uh, against Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Yeah. But they, they showed the number two play was the – Shove uh, that he gave uh, Brian Russell. Yes, at the at the. So, at, would you have called that a push off? You're a former official. Would well, you I mean, called- you know, when the offensive player takes his dribbling, takes his hand, and pushes the the defensive player away, so he could get an open shot at the end of the, at the end of regulation. Yeah, I, re- I mean, all you got to do is call that offensive, and you're going the other direction, right? At the end, at the with the last second, and they go to overtime. But instead, they let Jordan get away with it because it's Jordan. He hits the winning shot, and they win the series. I can remember my dad and uncle watching that game. I was watching it with them, and they both at the same time screamed, push off. Mm-hmm. And then he hit the shot. I lost about six thousand dollars in one game on that in that series. <laughs> uh, uh, Utah was playing at home, um, and the Bulls were favored by like early in that series. The Bulls, when they first went back to Utah, the Bulls were favored by like four points. Wow! And um, they were, and Utah was up by in the third quarter. I think Utah was up by fourteen. And they got beat by eight. And I was uh, – <clears throat> You said something about money. I was upset. You said something about money. You lost some money. But let me let me tell you about money real quick, okay? Nike created a signature shoe for Jordan in 1984 called Air Jordan. Eventually, Nike spun off the Jordan line into its own division name, the Jordan brand. And in 2022, the Jordan brand hit $5 billion in revenue. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Jordan. Yeah. 
and he lost a lot of it on the golf course. The golf <laughs> yeah, yes, he did. Hundred thousand a hole, Charles Barkley. And I don't care. What, and I don't care. What, and, and I'm not here to break. I'm not here to, to to throw Michael Jordan under the bus. I mean, he's great. One of the if not the greatest basketball player of all time. One of them. And I'm just going to tell you right now, he uh, uh, he was caught up in gambling and asked to leave the NBA. Has never been brought out. Correct. It's never been confirmed. But I mean, anybody with common sense can can put the dots together and tell you the reason Michael Jordan left the NBA and went down to Birmingham to play for the Bulls or whoever, whatever team that is, the Barons, the Barons, okay, for a, a, a summer or whatever, and their bus was so run down, he bought them a new a new team bus to ride on. <laughs> so because he wasn't going to ride on that old piece of crap anymore, so he bought them a nice uh, a nice you know big new Prevo to to haul team run but the reason he was sent at and and decided all of a sudden after winning a championship or whatever right. he did five rings or whatever four rings whatever he did all of a sudden go try out his baseball career at the height of his basketball career it's because he was gambling well his father was also found murdered in a creek in north carolina or so- somewhere and there's always been speculation that that had something to do with it that you know but there's two arrested in charge for it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, you know, was, I don't know. He's on his way home. And, of course, a lot of people just say it's just a random. It's just a random, random act. Yeah. Random act. But, you know, anyway. Happy Michael Jordan Day. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Michael's somewhere smoking a big cigar, sitting back in a in a, in a a beautiful mansion somewhere. Probably and, getting and, ready know. for the Hornets to play. There you go. He's the owner, so. Um, Is he the greatest basketball player ever? Taff, what do you think? Ever okay, okay. I, I I would I would second that. I mean, you look at Bill Russell, two totally different positions. Sure. You look at the championships Russell won and also coached and played at the same time, which is unique. Sure. It didn't happen very often. There you go. And for for you listeners who did not recognize uh, Taff's voice in the studio, <laughs> we have, uh, and you probably shouldn't have, but. Uh, if you did, that would be pretty incredible, right, Taft? That's you can right. pull your microphone a little closer to you right there and talk right in the front of it for us. <laughs> Folks, this is Taft Ayers. And Taft, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your connection locally with sports and sure. and why you're in the studio today? I've been hanging out with these guys on baseball field, basketball field, uh, basketball court, football field, everywhere. We've been coaching. Um, they still hang out with me. Uh, even even even, though, at, even after all this time, they still they still hang yeah, out with you. Yeah, I can get thrown out of a game, but Clayton can't throw me out of his life. That's there, right. That's right. <laughs> uh, now, he's, he's, he's a you, Florida fan, <laughs> and you're you're a Gator fan. Well, congratulations yes, on the win over the Vols this past yeah, week. Uh, that's in line. That was kind of a butt whooping. You all put on the Vols down there, held them to fifty four points, uh, one sixty seven to thirteen. I think is the, was the final. Um, so you talk about getting thrown out of ball games. Have you ever been thrown out? Have you ever been thrown out? I have. I have. I've been tossed, and it's always some crazy official. I mean, oh, it's always, <laughs> always, always, always. Oh, I, I understand. It's it, it, it's the official's fault. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, like that uh, guy that died in the stands there that got in the fight in Vermont at the Vermont Middle School, Allberg, Vermont, this past week. 60-year-old man, about right at my age. Um there was a fight that broke out after the middle school game, and um, this sixty-year-old man was involved in the in the altercation. There's there's film of it. You guys out there can pull it up online. Um, 
he after the fight was over, he left the gym and expired on the way home. Mm. They got him to the hospital and was dead on arrival. In Vermont, in a community of about – and Vermont is not heavily populated, but it's a community right up on the Canadian border in Vermont. Um, I think it's called Allberg. It was, Allberg. And it was like twenty-one, a, a community of like 2,100 people oh. at this middle school game, and the ball and – the, and a big fight breaks out, and this 60-year-old man ends up dying. He mm. was in the middle of the brawl. I don't know whether he was trying to break it up or whether he was starting it or whatever the deal was. Uh, he was a little heavier set, older. I mean, you know, heavier set guy. Looked like from the pictures, but he's no longer with us and gone. But you've never been involved in anything that <laughs> not that bad, that egregious, that that that, that terrible, have right. you? No, I and I can say this. I can say if you what if, sport was it? Track. What sport was it? Was it was track. Not, no, 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 how do you no, get no, thrown no, out no. of a track no. meet? I don't know. What, hold no. on. I was gonna say what sport was it not? But if you're gonna, what I was gonna say is if you're gonna track behavior, you can see a pattern for me going up right as a coach right up until COVID hit. And then when COVID hit and you didn't know if you were going to play every week and you didn't know if you were going to have an official every week, my behavior towards officials changed because I had a greater appreciation. Oh. Because if – So you got a little softer. I did. I you got, got, you soft. got You got soft. Softer. So, soft. Think about the name. The name, an official, you show up, it makes the game official. And, right. and we spent our time berating those guys and girls and, and giving it to them. And then I turned around and said, you know what? If they're not here, this game doesn't count. Right. And I so, mean, I think all contests are a lot more fun and more fun to to compete on compete in when there are rules to follow. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, just think about a football game without rules. Right. Think about a basketball game without rules. It's not really – It's right, neither one is neither a, a football game or a basketball game right. or will wind up being a basketball game without somebody enforcing the rules because human beings need boundaries. Right. And human beings without boundaries, well, mm. we've seen a lot of that. We know how that ends up. So That's I'm right. just saying – uh, that's the way it is. So, uh, you, when you talk about when you were thrown out, what I mean, what I mean, multiple sports you coach? I mean, you, I mean, you go the whole gamut from football to basketball to baseball. baseball I mean, did you play all those sports? A little bit of soccer. You played all four of those sports yes, when you sir. were in when you were a, a young kid and, and coming up through high school. I did, and I've got four kids, and so they're spread out amongst those sports. Okay, and I'm telling you, my two younger ones now are getting the softer version because when my two older ones first started playing. I couldn't. I could not find an official that I thought really knew the rules. Okay. And shame Have on you me, ever man. officiated anything? No. It's almost like my popcorn qualifies me to sit over there and munch <laughs> on it and be some great official. Well, there's. You know, I, I officiated high school basketball for yeah. 30 years, and I tell you what, there are plenty of plenty of great officials that never missed a call sitting in the in the stand. Exactly. So there, there you have it. Uh, and we also have with us Chris Chumley, uh, a local. A firefighter and uh, sports aficionado. What's up, well, Chris? I was going to say, I have refereed a football game before. I refereed uh, two youth, youth football games back-to-back. That will be the last time I ever referee hey, football. And why I will that, never why? make that mistake again. Why? 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 I got called names 
Drake, that I have never been called before. Just from two and have youth not football been, games? Yes, yes. McEwen versus Hickman County. Let me tell you, <laughs> it was terrible. It was awful. Wow. Well, I, can, I, you know. Can you call, tell us some of the names on the radio? You would have to kick me out of this station. <laughs> you know what, though? It's not just officials that take a brunt of a beating from parents either. It's coaches. I mean, we saw it this year with Columbia. Their basketball coach got touched during a game. Basically uh, assaulted. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, another in, human in being middle. touches another human being in an egregious form or matter. I mean, it's a, it's an assault. And, and you took you took some verbal abuse during the alumni game. I took goodness. I sakes. took a verb. I, I, I took a verb. But that didn't verbal. last long, obviously. And 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 my question is this: it, it, is the way that our social culture is now? It, is that just the way? People think do people overall fans, parents, whoever spect general spectators, do they just feel that's that's the way to act? It's okay to act that way. It's okay to disrespect the officials. It's okay to disrespect the coaches because that's just the way society is. Is is that is that the way? I mean, I mean, is is that the way? Is is that is that, is that what we've come to now as a society? Is just that it's just because because we see we see people on the TV or we see people uh, constantly uh, questioning authority and 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 throwing authority under the bus and and authority is that's a kind of authority is against us and against the way what we think and how we live and what the deal is is it now is if we just stuck as a society with that type of reaction from officials going out doing their job enforcing the rules enforcing the rule books calling what they're supposed to call calling making their judgment calls getting called out getting threats getting followed to their cars in in the in the parking lot is that what it's all about now did you see the lakers uh uh celtics game last weekend oh yeah uh, there there you go you, you see the end of it uh, yeah with lebron going crazy and then you had also a situation in the game where a player brought a camera phone or whatever sure. to an, i mean that yeah i mean they see it on television think it's okay yeah it's and, crazy and, and that's one example uh, there, I, there are many other many, examples that yeah. I, i'm referring to but i'm just saying you know if that's what we've come to now no wonder we can't find officials no no one no wonder nobody wants to do that job that thankless job nobody you know look look I, at the guy from georgia that played for the packers this year got ejected out of two games for making contact with an official yeah I mean that, that used to never happen. Well, I'm well, you know what's what it boils down to. I've been on the football field for many, many years. You can go four or five weeks in a row and not have no event with the referees. Then you get that one crew comes in and, and they set the tone, and it's a lot of times it's a, a, not a good tone. To you okay. know to but you know but most time ninety percent of them are great guys and do their job and and. Able to walk out of there, heads held high, but you always have that one crew that comes in and sets the tone. That says something stupid. That does something stupid, and, and sometimes they set the tone. The actions of one make everybody else right. group them all together. It is. But you know, I had the opportunity to do some referee, and you know, I thought, well, my coaching career is over. Get a phone call said, "Hey, since you're not coaching, come referee." And so I, I jumped on the wagon, and I did it for three weeks. And it was the, one of the toughest three weeks I ever spent, you know, 
at any level. Okay. The music means we're going to take our first break. Uh, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, and we're in the studio, and uh, it's Friday, Michael Jordan Day, 2323, two, three, and we're going to be back in a couple of minutes and uh, talk some more. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 
At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. into the front porch sports radio hour i am drake joined by coach jd clayton the claw on the board and we have a special guest mr taft Ayers, is with us tonight um uh coach of a little bit of everything but not an expert coach in anything i mean is, is that kind of the way we put that <laughs> that's a I mean, resume right there. Yeah, okay i mean you know it's, it's, i think it's i think it's good to be well-rounded you know what i mean not just right. not just great in just one little thing just be kind of average in a lot of things, you know what I mean? And uh, so I got a question for you guys. So th- uh, earlier today as I was coming, driving in the studio, I heard a little conversation on another sports talk show, and um, they were talking about a couple of Memphis legislators wanting to cancel Columbus Day here in Tennessee and move that – federal holiday to the Monday after Super Bowl. Okay? So, you know, I mean, people are talking about – and my deal is, you know, don't 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 make the Monday after Super Bowl a reason to cancel Columbus Day. Either move Columbus Day to the day after Super Bowl, or what about President's Day? You know, President's mm. Day is the third Monday in February. So my suggestion is move – President's Day, which is considered, it honors all of our all of our past presidents here in the United States. Why don't we take that third Monday of President's Day and move it to the first Monday of February? Two or weeks. Is it the second Monday. Oh, is it, is it the second? Or just okay. have the NFL start their season a week later? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. You know, either one. I'm, you know, I'm just saying. I don't. I don't think any most of our. I don't think any of our past presidents would care if we moved. And I know the dead ones don't. I mean, they they, they don't. They don't care. You make so a I, good point saying the dead ones. I mean, because think about it: Super Bowl, gambling, dead presidents, President's Day. There you go. Right after you got money. I mean, it's all about the Benjamins, and right. he's long gone, but he wasn't even president. But I've always. So, said, I mean, he, I've always said this too, though. If you move Super Bowl Sunday to Super Bowl Saturday. Your ratings are going to be even higher, right? But, but you know, it's just it's the, sun, it's Sunday. The, it's it's I mean, NFL owns Sundays, and they're just not going to give that up. They're gonna they're gonna do it. In, but I'm just saying, you know, if if, if that's the question, and, and I'm not all about move, making federal holidays after a sporting event. Then people are going to say, well, what about the Masters, man? You know, they play the dark, and uh, you know, I love golf, and I don't, you know, I should have to go. Well, you know, we're not we're not talking about it. all we're talking about doing. <laughs> It's not making a special holiday for the Super Bowl. We're just talking about moving President's Day Monday to coincide to be the Monday after Super Bowl. 
bam, everybody's happy. Everybody gets a day off. Super Bowl gets to run as late as it wants to because it takes about yeah. – how does it take about five and a half hours to play a three-hour game normally? At least four and a half to five, yeah. I mean, so, because the, the halftime show is going to be 30 minutes. And, you know, it's starting in the east at, like, what, five, five o'clock? No, six. six no, something like that. Yeah. So, it's over. I mean, you know, it's over late. So, I'm just saying, before we start looking to cancel, and there, and there are political reasons for canceling Columbus Day. Some people don't agree with Christopher Columbus and their the whole idea of him, him being the founder of getting all the accolades that he does, and I understand that. But take that out of the equation, and let's just look at the holidays that we have, which is President's Day, third Monday in February, same month, and just move it forward a couple of weeks and run it the Monday after Super Bowl. Everybody's happy. Everybody gets the day off. And Have you talked to uh, Representative Scott Spicky yet about this? I have not talked to Tricky. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I just, and I, you know, but he and I need to sit down and, yes. and, and discuss that. And, and Tennessee maybe can, can blaze that trail. That's you right. know, maybe Tennessee can blaze that trail and uh, move, their, move their President's Day uh, holiday to the Monday afterwards, uh, after. And you could drill it down. Super Bowl. If, if Sapiki can't get it done, you could you could bring it even more like the street level, local level, and you could get Mulder and McEwen yeah. uh, to just, I mean, Abs- Abs- or, 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 yeah. find you a way. Could, you could go up the food chain to the federal level and ask Andy Ogles. Or oh. Mayor Butt. Yeah. Maybe we could call Mayor Murray Mayor Sheila Butt, and she could declare it just a – just for Murray County. Just That's right. do it. You get, know? Them all, get them all in here and make it happen. I mean, they're, they're, they're <laughs> okay, the Murray County Public School System sponsors a game of the week, and the, and the game of the week this week is Summertown at Mount Pleasant, uh, which is going to be a pretty good ball game. Now, I don't know much about the girls' game. Maybe not so much, but the boys' game should be pretty competitive and pretty good. Pretty good ball game. Absolutely. And uh, and you and Lou are on the call. Tonight. Lou and I, me, myself, and and Big Lou Maddox are going to be handling the column on those two games tonight. The broadcast starts at five thirty with a little thirty minute pregame action, and then the tip off for the girls at six. So if you can't make it out to Mount Pleasant High School, tune us in at around five thirty, and we're going to have both of those games. Um, between Summertown and Mount Pleasant at Mount Pleasant High School. Excited to have you back, Drake. Well, Missed you know, last week. I, we had I had to take a little trip out out west, and so we went out to Vegas and left a little money out there. So uh, now I've got that out of my system. Nothing wrong uh, with that. It's time to get back to business, and that is that's basketball. Because I mean, we've got locally, we've got high school within three weeks. Uh, Within three weeks, we're going to be into our district, district. tournaments, and then uh, college is going to the the SEC tournament, and then the college is going to will we'll start in Nashville, right? Correct. And then that will lead into March Madness, and you know, Birmingham's going to host a the month first later. Yeah, a month later, the first weekend in April, Final Four. Well, there's a Final Four, which which is Mule Day weekend in Houston. Taft, how many years have you been in Columbia now? We moved back here in thirteen. Uh, okay, so how many how many mule days have you legitimately experienced? I didn't miss a lot of mule days when we didn't leave here because okay. of the family connection. I got you. I got I, you. Yeah, so I'm I'm forty three. 
I've probably rocked over 30 mule days. Oh, man, you're old school then. You back in the day when it was, you know. I've seen midget wrestling. I've seen George Jones. It was a social event. I mean, it was the, you know, it was – it was a big time in college age, high school, high school age, college age, and a little bit after college age. You know that's that that's kind of the prime time to come down uh, first weekend in April and first Saturday in April and have a big time um, with the mules and everybody else. So, Summertown at Mount Pleasant tonight, game of the week, uh, the Pro Bowl. So let's talk a little bit about the Pro Bowl that's going to go on this weekend. It's in Las Vegas. Um, for the AFC, the three quarterbacks that they've got for the AFC are Trevor Lawrence, Easter Island for um, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, Taft, you know why I refer to him as Easter Island? I do not. Have you ever? Do you know how Trevor Lawrence looks? You know, yes. Easter Island has those yeah, those I've big statues. That. I didn't know that's what it was called. I've yeah, seen that. But you know, the big statues, yeah. with the long. I I just think he looks like one of those he statues. He does. She's a good quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Derek Carr is another quarterback who is. Did you see him last night? He's looking for a job. He, he talked about that last night in the skills competition. It was pretty funny. He, he dominated the skills competition, and they said, when's the last time you got that hot You know, here in Las Vegas? And he goes, I don't know, but that's probably the reason that I'm looking for work somewhere else. Probably about, I messed that probably up, about it was 12 like, games ago, yeah, I would say. Yeah. You know, early, early, early on in the season. Uh, so Derek, Trevor Lawrence, Derek Carr, and the sensational backup quarterback Tyler Huntley. For the Baltimore Ravens is there is the third quarterback Tyler Huntley who played in I, how many games did he play in this year? I, I'll give you let's let's all Four take five. It. Mm, mm, I was gonna say a handful. He played he played in six games for the Baltimore Ravens and he is a representative to the Pro Bowl for the NFL. Now uh, the NFC has a legitimate group: Kirk Cousins, uh, Minnesota Vikings. They had a great year this year. Uh, Jared Goff for the Detroit Lions. They had a legitimate good year this year. And Geno Smith of the Seattle. Wow. Of the Seattle. free agent Geno Smith. Yeah. I mean, where are the Aaron Rodgers of the world? Where's – where's? I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand why, why nobody wants to uh, participate in dodgeball is one of their – did you know that they have a, a Pro Bowl dodgeball game? They have a what flag a football game. Bad. They have a well, the whole the whole event's really turned into a joke. But I, I don't understand. It hasn't been the same since they made them from Hawaii. No, yeah, and even even towards the end there in Hawaii, it, it really well like it became touch football to me. So um, that is this weekend as far as football goes because that's that'll be the only football going on, and I really don't believe it's football per se. It's mm. not even a. They don't even the only the only football be playing will be a flag football game from what I understand. So that's okay though. If you're looking for something to watch on Sunday, NASCAR, the clash at the Coliseum begins this Sunday. That's right. Uh, tonight, as far as NCAA basketball goes, tonight is Friday night Ivy League night. So you'll see, uh, I think Princeton Harvard take uh, take take the floor tonight. Um, along with, I tell you, the best game tonight is going to be Boise State. At San Diego State, number twenty-two, San Diego State. That should be a pretty good contest. Um, yeah, like I said, Yale Harvard. Uh, do they call that the game or the game or yeah. the game? The game. The game. Uh, down here, we call it the game. You know who? The played, game. You know who played at San Diego State? 
Who is that? Kawhi Leonard. Really? Yes. Mm. He's a badass. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. Still driving a Honda Civic. I know. <laughs> I, yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's right. Good for hey, and you know what? Good for him. That's right. You know Absolutely. what? I think a lot, a lot more pro players in general across all pro sports could learn something probably from him. And and when he gets done with the NBA and has a ton of money in the bank, he ought to go back and he ought to he ought to lecture the rookie the rookie classes come right. into whatever sport it is that they're that they're you know that they're coming into and getting paid millions of dollars to play in. Keep the card that you use with your NIL money in college, right? Which, for, which nowadays could be a Rolls Royce. Who knows? I mean, exactly. you know, well, it could be a you know, could be okay. Brown, Brown. So tonight, Brown Dartmouth. That's another Ivy League. East Michigan at Ball State. Mount St. Mary's at Iona. Siena at Manhattan. Columbia at Pennsylvania. And and that, those are basically you know. Um, Fresno and on the west, on the left coast, Fresno State at UNLV, Air Force and Nevada might end up being a pretty good game. But I think the best game of the night, starting at eight o'clock on FS1, San Diego favored by five and a half points over visiting Boise State. Um, speaking of the left coast, Drew Timmy, you know the guy uh, that plays for Gonzaga yeah. with the. Uh, Headband on his mustache and a mustache. Yes, yes, yes. He scored his two thousandth point last night. Wow! As 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 a player for Gonzaga, two thousand point. And he also did. He said he also did that in high school. He scored over two thousand in high school, and he's obviously going to score over two thousand with Gonzaga. Um, and you know, forever I kept thinking Gonzaga was in San Francisco, but it's not. It's no. in Was. It's in yeah. Spokane, Washington. Yeah, that's where. Uh, really, John, I don't know why I got John that Stockton, all mixed up. John Stockton. I'm not, I have no idea why I got that mixed up. Now Pepperdine's in Malibu. I used yeah, to get, dri- I, I used to get those two confused. Yeah, we've driven right by by their campus a bunch of times. I mean, it's right on their front lawn. <laughs> overlooks the Pacific Ocean. That's so, wild. Yeah. So Drew Timmy, congratulations to him. Um, St. Mary's uh, coach Randy Bennett got his 500th win. Versus, uh, do, you, do anybody know the nickname? Of, excuse me, the nickname of of St. Mary's. What do they call them? Anybody know that? Clayton, the the steel trap mind of sports. Do you remember the Gales? The Gales. The Gales. <laughs> the Gales of St. Mary's. He yes. And you spell that G A E L S. All right. And they they Mister the head coach Randy Bennett got his five hundredth win, and that that is. At St. Mary's, that is at that school. Wow! Um, and he got it against the San, University of San Francisco. Now, do you know what their nickname is? Uh, San Francisco. That's where. That's where Bill Russell played. I believe Bill Russell did play there. Yes. Uh, that they are the. The Don, the Dons, the Dons, the Dons of this university. The Dons and the Gales played last night, <laughs> and the Gales uh, whipped up for Randy for their head coach's 500th victory. And Bennett has, in the last 16 years, 15 of those years, he's won 20 games or more. Wow! So, uh, congratulations to him and uh, the Mount St. Mary's Gales. Um, all right, how much time we got left back? We got five minutes. Okay. So, Super Bowl 57 uh, is going to be kind of like the Kelsey Bowl. Why? Because Jason Kelsey plays center for the Philadelphia Eagles. 
His brother, Travis, number 87, everybody knows, plays for Kansas City. And uh, they're going to be going after each other. And the deal is Jason Kelsey's wife, her name is Kylie, I believe. She is in her 38th week. Now, uh, Taft, you've had four kids. And Clayton, you've got like 15 or something. Yeah. (laughs) Did we know of? So the thirty-eighth week is that? How far? I, mean, I don't even know. How to we do usually that. don't make it that, that long. I don't know. That's any time. Yeah. That, that's any time. Well, by the time the Super Bowl is going to be played, she'll be in her thirty-eighth week. So next week she'll be in her thirty-eighth week. Kylie Kelsey, she is bringing. Get this now. She's bringing her OBGYN to the game. They're going to get. They're going to fly her out there. Her him a ticket. Yeah. And they're going to be – I guess they'll be in a suite. I assume they'll have a – the Kelsey family will have a suite. I mean, why, yeah. would, why yeah. wouldn't they? I yeah. mean, you know, you got two players and their whole their whole family's being flown out there. Obviously, Kylie's being – and the baby are <laughs> being flown out there. Her OBGYN is being flown out there with her. And, you know, just in case it all goes down and she's born there at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now – That's pretty wild. Last year – Van Jefferson. And where did Van Jefferson play football? He's at Ravenwood, wasn't he? Was it Independence or Ravenwood? All I, don't, I, all I, I knew was Ra- University of Florida at the end. That's all. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Van Jefferson is a local uh, product that plays now, that played for the Los Angeles, plays for Los Angeles, and currently plays for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, he and his wife. Also, last year, and as he was playing in the Super Bowl, had his wife at the Super Bowl, and right as the Super Bowl was over, they were rushing her to the hospital, and he basically ran off the field and to the hospital where they delivered their child directly after winning the Super Bowl, and guess what the little boy's name is? Super. (laughs) Champ. So there you, you know, so, oh, that's and right. so Champ Jefferson was born after Super Bowl Fifty Six, and uh, you know it's a pretty cool story. I mean, who did they beat last year? Cincinnati. It was Cincinnati. Yeah, that's right. And Van Jefferson. Remember Cincinnati beat the Titans. Yeah, that's right. You know. Beat the Chiefs. He played at Ravenwood High School. And beat, did he? beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Was it Ravenwood? Ravenwood, yeah. Okay. Which right, they, so. they, they put out some players over the past decade. Well, Drake, add, don't, add to that story here if you don't care. Yeah, go go ahead. The Kalish brothers, <clears throat> their mother's named Donna. Donna Kalish. Ke- Kelsey. 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 I mean, I said Kalish, I'm sorry. But this is the first time in NFL history in a Super Bowl that one mother had two sons playing in the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. Even even if they uh, against each other or on the same team? Head to head. Oh, against each other. Yeah, head to head. Well, I don't know who she's going to have to get one of those jerseys. She's going to have to yeah, get she's two jerseys, one. slice it down, cut it down the middle, and get some of the seamstress to sew it together so she'll have both. You know, she's got to pull for Jason to get one. You know, sure. The, the other one's already got a Super Bowl. Is Jason oh, the I one? See, okay. You, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Jason's the one whose wife is pregnant. Yeah, pregnant. I mean, you, Jason's got one too. 2017, he was he was on the team. He was, he was on, still there. He was oh, really? Yeah, they both got Ooh. one. Oh, yeah. Then uh, it's a coin flip. Coin I, you know, or you just go, you Dad, just go Dad non pulls for one, mom pulls for the other. Or you I mean, just go non color. <laughs> win just, regardless. Just, I mean, she can't lose regardless. Or you, you just, if you're her, you just put your best dress on, but you you know you dress it up and go in there in style and and don't don't fly any colors. You know what I mean? One just, more thing. One more interesting thing about the game. Um, Sirianni, the head coach of Philadelphia, right. was on. 
the Kansas City Chiefs coaching staff in 2013 when Andy Reid came over, and Andy Reid fired him. No way. Before the first season. <laughs> and now, and then he went to Indianapolis and became their offensive line coach, and now he is the head coach of Philadelphia going against Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. Well, I'll tell you what, and then we're going to take a break here in just a second, but just the, the, the reports I've gotten from people that went to the Philadelphia game for the conference game and the way they got treated up there just for fly, wearing a San Francisco jersey up there. Ask Joey I'm, Bosa. I might I might have, I might have to I might have to pull for KC just the way really? those, just the way those fans acted, man. Sounds I'm not like, down with a bunch like Georgia. Of, I'm not down with a bunch of nasty fans just treating people terrible just because they're coming to support their team at your 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 stadium. Hey, we're gonna take a break. This is the Frontport Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. We're out. Give us two minutes. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hubs for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. 
Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. We're this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Every 
Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. It is Friday afternoon in Columbia, Tennessee. And it's a little cool outside, guys. But, you know, like I said earlier, it's February. It's supposed to be cool. Makes us appreciate uh, the spring and the warmer weather that comes with spring and Mule Day and all that stuff. And we are now joined in the studio by Big Lou Maddox. Good afternoon, Lou. Lou, Good afternoon, Drake. Lou, hey, it's actually going to be it's going to warm up this weekend. All right. Well, I'm looking Through forward. Next week. I'm Me looking too. forward to it. High and my 60s. my new, our new puppy Carl is looking forward to the warmer weather because ever since we got him, we've had to take him outside and it's been cold and he doesn't you know he doesn't like doing his business when it's real real cold. Of course, <laughs> I mean I don't either. <laughs> but I mean I just I know Carl does it. So uh, so we're looking to. I think everybody's looking forward to warmer weather and uh, something else we're looking forward to big Lou is calling the game of the week at Mount Pleasant against Summertown uh, tonight, beginning at the uh, pregame broadcast begins at five thirty, right here on one one point seven. And you and I and uh, Clayton, are you going to come down tonight? Are you yet? I'm still a little under the the weather. Uh, Yeah, are you just going to hang out at home? I'm going to hang out with the kids. Well, so anyway, we we forget forget about Clayton. Okay, just you. We have a great time. The the three of us. You, you, me, Big Lou, and Coach Mike. Is he going to run the board for us? Yeah. Lou, Lou does a better job than I do anyway. So. Oh, no, wait a minute. Uh, wait does, a minute. I, you I, know he, what? he does. He I, honestly does. You're making me blush you know, over here. As in the words of Daryl Hall and John Oates, I can't go for that. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Lou's going to be one of uh, those guys just, one day that we're going to say used to work here. That's, yeah, I know. That guy That guy on ESPN yeah, used to work he used here. To work, and, you know, yeah. I don't know. And I'm probably, I'll be in the nursing home. and You'll be with him. You know. How, no, many, years, I, how many years will that be? I'll be with him in spirit, probably. I'd say in the next next decade. Next decade, next 10 next years. Next 10 huh? years. Okay, yeah, next good, ten, yeah good. I can make another 10 years. I hope we can, too. Right. And just remember the small people, Lou, that you stepped on. I hope you all are Drake, right. you'd be a lot on, better on than Tony way. Romo, who's been taking a beating this week. Man, he really good. has. You know, did he say, did he almost say that word? Did he almost? Did you? I, I thought he was going to say Nickelback defenders or New England Patriots. I don't know. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't say. It <laughs> wasn't a good look though. But well, I, he's, he's gotten worse good. every year. Yeah, he, it's, it's like he doesn't want to be there. Well, I think what you know, I think it was he was almost better when he was a little bit nervous and a little bit apprehensive about his ability to in the broadcast booth. You know what I mean? And I think. Since he first came in, too relaxed. Now he's a little too overconfident and kind of talks a little too much. I think they're kind of reeling him back a little bit because those predictions that he had in those first couple of years were, were kind of scary, insane. Like I he'd feel say, like people were getting scared, and they're like, "All right, like, Tony." And like he'd say, "Well, I think they're going. I think they need to run a little screen pass right now." And boom, screen yeah, pass. It, it happened every time he said something. Or you know, uh, looks like they're going to go deep, or they're going to run a, a post on this or a, a corner or whatever. Get real and, technical with it, and it'd be exactly what they did. I know. So I, I I enjoyed his broadcast. Oh, I like Tony Romo. I thought it was not that I was a fan of his. I like him a lot. Quarterback, but I, I think he's done a heck of a job. In the I like him a lot better than Troy Aikman. Because Troy yeah, Aikman's just a cowboy, Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Now that group's terrible. Fox would put him and Buck on every Buck. every Dallas Cowboy broadcast in the, and put every ga- Dallas Cowboy game on in the afternoon. And here would come uh, Troy Aikman, and he'd just be – the Cowboys could just be playing the worst game in the history of the NFL, and he'd be making up some type of excuse of how great the other team they were playing was – or how banged up injury wise the Cowboys were, 
and it was just a, a, a basic cheerleading uh, clinic for the Dallas Cowboys every time Troy even got on on the on the radio, on the TV. So Joe Buck is much better. He's way too comfortable. If we're talking about comfortable, yeah. Joe Buck is terrible. Well, and so uh, there you have it. Uh, we are. Let's see. Not this Sunday. So we're only we're only eight days away from Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, we might as well go and try to get some predictions from you guys. Uh, and we'll start with Big Lou over here. Big Lou, who are you looking to win the Super Bowl? I think it's going to be a really good Super Bowl. One of the one of the better ones we've had. You know, last year's was good, but that was kind of a quiet type of good game. This one just screams it's going to be good. Okay. Um, and I know my my both my AFC and NFC championship predictions were completely terrible and <laughs> did not happen. But uh, sometimes you got to listen to the. I don't you know. Listen. I, I've gone against Philly every single week. I, I went against them last week. I went against them. You know, I went with the Giants in the divisional round. So I think I'm gonna have to just go with them this time and bite my tongue. Fly Take Eagles, them. fly Eagles, fly. They've been dominating. Fly Eagles, fly. So, and coach, coach JD, what do you say, baby? What's going on? Golly, you know, uh, I concur. Eagles, I had an eye on the whole season. I watched them every week. And then when Jalen went down and they lost two games in a row, I thought, well, the Eagles in trouble. He came back and hadn't lost since. I think the Philadelphia Eagles wins this game. And I think that you possibly might see one or two overtimes. It's going to be a classic game. It is. It's okay. going to be fun. Hey, what about you, Clayton McClaw? What do you think? I bet against the Eagles, against the Giants. I'm not going to make that same mistake again. I think they got the best offense in football. I got the Eagles by three. Okay, uh, and me personally, I believe, I believe, and like I said, I guess it was on Monday, uh, yesterday or Monday. I can't remember which which day it is. Hello, today is Friday, right? Right. Okay. Um, I, I think the I think the Eagles are the are the most well rounded of a football team. I think they have uh, a better defense, an equal offense. Um, the the coaching is is is. As good or better, um, even though Andy Reid is a terrific head coach and Kansas City's record speaks for itself. But I just think the Eagles have been on this upward trajectory this year and they have this sense of confidence about them. And the Pharaoh, who I that's my nickname for Jalen Hurts because he kind of looks very Pharaoh-like in the face and he has this poker face that never really – Changes expression, but I feel as though the Pharaoh is probably going to lead them into the promised land, which is which is a victory. So I'm, I'm with you guys, which will be an incredible story for Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah, absolutely! Is, is Jalen Hurts considered Alabama guy or Alabama. Oklahoma guy? He, he graduated, he graduated from, Alabama. from Alabama. The NFL sent out a tweet with a picture of uh, Jalen and Devontae Smith and calling the Bama boys the Alabama Down. boys. So according to the NFL. They didn't, they didn't include the Sooners in there. Okay. Ozzy is saying, going to take us out of here. You guys have a great weekend. Come join us at Mount Pleasant tonight or on 101.7 at 6 o'clock. And Central High School basketball, the Lions will be on 6 o'clock on 103.7 FM, our sister station. You all have a great weekend. Super Bowl week next week. Talk to you then. <laughs>